Hello everyone, Mike Hutton here with One Christian Thinks. Um, I'm recording in my vehicle again, so if uh, if sound quality is not the best, I apologize for that. Um, I realized that if I'm going to do this more often, then I should probably get a, a bit of a better mic rather than just using my cell phone. Um, the other thing is I'm hoping to release these videos on YouTube, and if I do that, then I probably want a bit of a better camera as well. So, um, all things to work on. I also realized it needs some sort of intro because uh, recording this way, I don't get to play that catchy intro music. So I'll need some sort of intro, maybe, maybe even some, uh, I don't know, some catchy video intro, some graphics or something, something that I totally don't know how to do. Anyways, totally different topic. What I wanted to talk about today is just my reflections on the story of liberty. I've I finished recording that and, and released the last chapter a couple weeks ago now. And I have some thoughts, some sort of overarching principles, some themes from that book that I thought might be good to reflect on. Just for a few minutes, this, this won't be a long episode. Um, but perhaps some of these thoughts might be useful to us today. So the first thing I want to say, of course, is that it, the story of Liberty, the book itself, is is absolutely an incomplete history. It doesn't touch on everyone who was involved in the the history of freedom. Uh, there's a ton of other politicians, a ton of other uh, theologians, a ton of other people who um, had big roles to play, and there were a lot of people left out. Um, the book was only as long as it is. There could be so much more written about different people who were involved, but I thought it gave a good overview of the overall push towards freedom, starting with John Wycliffe. Um, another point that I wanted to bring up is just the fact that there is some language in there that would likely be, well, it would be labeled as politically incorrect today. Things like calling the Native Americans savages, that was sort of the language of the day, and um, I don't think that very many people would find that acceptable to use that language today. They were they're, they're, they were people made in the image of God, just like just like we are today. So I don't think it's right to call them savages. There's a few other instances of language similar to that that would be politically incorrect today. Um, I don't apologize for that though. It's the it was the language of the time. I can acknowledge that that it's incorrect and, and I wouldn't use the same language today, but I was reading the book, so I left it in there. Now, moving on to a few points to just discuss, to reflect on. The first point I want to bring up is that the push for freedom, sort of the global push for freedom that started with John Wycliffe, started with and was always furthered with the proper preaching of the gospel. Those two things go hand in hand. Proper preaching the gospel leads to freedom, but freedom cannot be pursued without the gospel. And I think that that idea was very clear throughout the book. And I think it's something that we have to very much keep in mind with it, within our society that we live. Um, and, and as sort of as, as history unfolds, we're seeing history unfold right now, um, we have to keep in mind that 
without the gospel, as if society moves away from the gospel, then freedom will go away as well. The opposite, like I said, is also true. The proper preaching of the gospel and the spreading of the gospel is the start of freedom. Very important point that was that came that was that was consistent throughout the whole book. The second point I want to make is that generally the push for freedom starts at the bottom. Starts with sort of the common folk of society. It starts with um, the preachers and the people they're preaching to. Once they get a taste for freedom, once they get an understanding for freedom, for um, God-given rights that each person has, rights um, to think for themselves, liberty of conscience, things like that, only then can it spread throughout the rest of society and only then can it actually change the way the political leaders think. Freedom very, very rarely comes from the top. It very rarely comes from the political leaders. The, the political leaders are more likely to, to take power, take whatever power is given to them, try to, try to increase their power, than they are to try increase freedom for their people. That's seen throughout the book too. Yes, there were some political leaders throughout the book, some of the, some of the monarchs, kings and queens, who supported the push for freedom. But it was only after they heard, they heard preaching, or it's only after they, they interacted with that message on a different level. Only after that did they support the push for freedom. Um, I had another point. I think the, so, so the push for freedom comes from the bottom. What that also means is that political leaders can't force their population to be free if they're if the people they rule over don't want to be free and that's something that i want to build in in later episodes in my in sort of my freedom series my episodes around that freedom can't be enforced freedom can't be forced on a populace there are times that people don't want to be free there are certain cultures uh, throughout history that that can be seen people would rather live under tyranny than freedom and freedom can't be forced on that population the people first have to understand why freedom is important and they first have to have a worldview that allows them to be free anyway so that second point that the push for freedom comes from the bottom it comes from the people and the only way it comes from the people is through the preaching of the gospel. So those are probably the two things that I find most important. The next point. Um, tyrannical leaders very frequently think that they are doing a good thing for their population. So you saw this throughout the book as well. You had kings, queens, other, other political leaders... You had the popes, the bishops, they all thought they were doing a good thing by, by preventing people from reading the Bible, by preventing people from thinking for themselves, by holding the people under tyranny. There's so many of them that were tyrannical, that thought they were doing a God-honoring thing. And that's very frequently seen through society as well. Um, it was seen in, in, in Russian communism. 
we look back on the communism in Russia, in the Soviet Union, and we can say that that was terrible. Um, perhaps over 100 million people were killed, uh, whether they starved to death or, or through... Um, or, or the, the, they were actually executed by the political leaders. But the political leaders themselves thought the push to communism was a good thing. They weren't just trying to seize power for themselves. They weren't just trying to uh, be tyrannical, have the most influence, have the most power possible. They thought they were doing a good thing for their population, which is very interesting. Um, most often, when freedom is taken away from society, it's claimed that that removal of freedom is for your own good. We see that with, um, for example, with the, uh, the LGBTQ controversy, um, where Justin Trudeau, our, our prime minister, he basically made it, um, he said that Canadians have to use uh, someone's proper gender. Basically, we we if someone if someone is transgender wants to be referred to as whatever is biologically female and wants to be referred with the pronouns him he I don't know however you say that um, Justin Trudeau said as Canadians we must use that language and of course it's for our own good it's it's it would be violence to not use that language. But what he was doing with that was he's, he's actually compelling speech. He's forcing us to, to speak a certain way, and he's actually limiting our freedom of speech. So he's taking away freedoms, but it's always, it's always said that it's for our own good. That's seen in the book. That's seen in, uh, in Russian communism. It's seen in many, many other dictatorships across the world throughout history. Um... And C.S. Lewis had something to think, something to say about that. So I've got a quote here from C.S. Lewis that talks directly to it. It's a brilliant quote. So I'll read it here for you. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at, at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. So what he's saying there is that if, if someone is a tyrant and they think they are doing a good thing by being a tyrant, that's the worst type of tyrant you can live under. The government that takes away your freedom for your own good, that thinks it's a good thing that they're taking away your freedom, that's the worst type of government to live under because that removal of freedom won't stop. They think they're doing a good thing, it won't stop. Just something to know. The next point that I have here, um, it's just how willing the... The people that were living in those times, particularly towards the end of the book, the people who fled Britain, went to the Netherlands, then <clears throat> went over to sort of the new world, 
how willing those people were to suffer, to lose everything, even up to the point of losing their lives, um, for no other reason than, than freedom, than maintaining their convictions. These were religious people. These were Christian people persecuted by people who also claimed to be Christians. And yet these people were willing to give up everything to maintain their convictions, their convictions that they were free to think the way they wanted to think. Um, in, in a large part of this history that this book covers, people were not free to think the way they wanted to. They were not free to read the Bible. Um, that's stressed throughout the, throughout the book. People did not have liberty of conscience. But there's a lot of people throughout history who died simply for liberty of conscience, simply to be able to think the way they wanted, um, to ultimately not be judged by anyone but God. And I just have to reflect on that a little bit because given our current climate, given our current um, um, quality of life, how comfortable we are, how easy, or perhaps it's better to say it this way, how difficult would it be to give up everything that we have just to simply pursue a conviction? If we're forced to that, if we're forced into that, is that something we'd be willing to do? Give up everything, potentially even our lives? Give up everything we have, our families, um, our, our friends, our communities, and ultimately our lives, just to maintain our convictions? That's something that I had to reflect on as I was reading the story because it's absolutely remarkable the the, the painful stories that are, are relayed through the book, the stories of, of fathers, I, the one stands out to me, a father um, kissing his daughter goodbye for the last time as he's heading towards his execution, uh, burning at the stake. That, like... Those stories, and there's there's countless stories, or there's a there's a multitude of stories in that book. Would we be willing to do the same, or are we too comfortable? Do we have too much? Something just to reflect on, and I think it's an important question to ask. How much would you be willing to give up for your convictions? And ultimately, the last point is, um, what was the freedom that? these people were so willing to give everything up for. Ultimately, it was it was freedom of conscience. And that's stressed throughout the book as well. Freedom to be able to think the way that they wanted to think. Um, freedom of, very closely tied to, freedom of religion. Um, freedom to be able to worship God in the way that they deemed acceptable. Freedom to read the Bible. Freedom of speech as well, freedom to, to relay your thoughts to other people. But ultimately, it all comes down to freedom of religion and freedom of conscience, freedom of thought, freedom to be able to think for yourself. And I find that very interesting, particularly at this point in history where we live in. We're seeing constant encroachment on our ability to think for ourselves and on our ability to, to speak. Um, particularly it's most obvious in big tech, Facebook, Twitter, uh, 
Google, even, even companies like Amazon, Instagram, all the rest, they all are engaged in basically enforcing a certain message. You're allowed on their platform. You can say whatever you want as long as you say the right thing, as long as you have the right ideas. And if you don't have the right ideas, then you're booted. Now, they always, they always say it's, it's for the good of the people. It's for the good of the discourse. It's for the good of the conversation. Dictatorships always say, dictators always say that uh, restrictions on freedom are for the people's good. But it's become very obvious now. There's, there's a lot of very influential people who are being kicked off of social media, who are basically, they're, they're being silenced. Not necessarily by governments, but by the people who hold the power. Um, the, the people or, or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google, these people are very, very powerful. They hold a lot of power and they are more and more kicking off dissenting voices, kicking dissenting voices off their platform. Just recently, I, I heard news that James O'Keefe, James O'Keefe is a, is a reporter with Project Veritas and Project Veritas is basically a, a group of people, journalists who go undercover into a lot of situations and seek to find the truth about, about different things. Um, they do a lot of undercover, undercover reporting and journalism. They do a lot of good work. They've done a lot of work, um, exposing Planned Parenthood and the atrocities that Planned Parenthood commits. James O'Keefe was kicked off of Twitter, um, largely because of the work that he does. And that was through social media. Social media is a, is a, a big part of how these people relay their information. So he was kicked off of Twitter, which is a, is a very big thing. Big tech and, and more and more government as well is really trying to restrict the speech that, that, uh, or trying to restrict our freedom of speech. But that's, that's the most important freedom. If that freedom goes, the rest of the freedoms go as well. Um, how, how much are we willing to give up to maintain our freedom of speech, our freedom of conscience, our ability to think for ourselves because slowly that is being eroded in, in culture today. Um, I'm going to get more into this in my next episodes, but it is a very important point, but I want to stress again, freedom comes from preaching the gospel. We can get all worried about freedom slowly being eroded and they are, and I think it is right to push back to try increase our freedoms as well. But the most effective way that we can maintain our freedoms is through the preaching of the gospel. Because if people push the gospel away, they will also push freedom away. They will also um, push any sort of liberty away. So it's very important to remember. Um, that's all I have on, on my reflections on the story of liberty. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. I enjoyed recording it. And I 
I think that's the second or third time that I've read that book now and I get more from it every time. So hopefully it was useful. I'm just going to leave it up so you can listen to it again if you want. You can you can uh, point people in that direction if you thought it was a good resource for you. So that's all for today. Um, if you have anything else, you any other points you picked up that you th think are, are pertinent, feel free to send them to me, post them on the Facebook page. Um, you can always contact me at uh, my email, oct at allmail.net. That's OCT, which stands for One Christian Thinks, at A-L-L-M-A-I-L.net. And otherwise, um, I'm going to carry on my discussion on freedom. I'm, I'm still carrying on sort of my, uh, my series on freedom and, and digging more into freedom. So hopefully you stick around for that.